the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... Bro, how do you get one of those chins that goes from the bottom of your mouth down to your chest? I don't know either, but this Tennessee uh, dingbat... She had one of those, and she's going to get thrown out on her ass. Maybe she could walk and protest and do everybody a favor. In the meantime, we played Paul Vallis yesterday, a born loser. A man who was born to lose elections. As he conceded his speech, with, what, about 140,000 to be counted? He lost by less than 20. But you heard him yesterday. He never really wanted to win. He wants to uh, just get back to business as usual in the mafia. Only this time he thinks that the Irish Mafia will still regain some foothold in the new Marxist Mafia. Led up by Brandon, the real deal Johnson. He ain't going to hate. It's going to be fun to watch. But I want to show you what it's like when a man loses and knows there was some sort of conflict. I want to show you what it's like when a winner has to accept defeat even though he doesn't want to. You know, even for an introvert, I... I drew so much inspiration and energy from all of you. I saw it in your eyes, how much you care. I saw it in your actions. And all the doors that you knocked on, the thousands of phone calls that you made, the postcards that you wrote. And all I could do is say thank you. And it felt so inadequate. Because I wanted you to know so much more what this has meant not just to me, but to my family, and for all those who care about the constitutional order. And all I had was those simple words, just thank you. Thank you. And even now, I don't know how to express my gratitude adequately. I'm just so grateful for all of you. That's Dan Kelly, an honest, good man who understands what he was running, and he, what he was running for, and he also understands who he was running against. This is something you're never going to get in Illinois. You're never going to get anybody with this kind of clear understanding of exactly what destroys our nation, the ideology of the Marxist mafia. You're never going to get an Illinois politicians to recognize exactly what we're up against. But we can get it in Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin, Squirrel. You like Wisconsin? Oh, I was big up there, 80s and 90s. Sure, hogs and kisses. I've been punched in the face and kissed on the face in the same place. Now, this didn't turn out the way that we were looking for. And I think there are, there are a couple of reasons for it, and I think we need to address them head on. Yes. And it brings me no joy to say this. I wish that in a circumstance like this, I would be able to concede to a worthy opponent. But I do not have a worthy opponent 
to which I can concede. Is that awesome? This was the most deeply deceitful, dishonorable, despicable campaign I have ever seen run for the courts. It was truly beneath contempt. Now I say this not because we did not prevail. I do not say this because of the rancid slanders that were launched against me, although that was bad enough. But that is not my concern. My concern is the damage done to the institution of the court. My opponent is a serial liar. She's disregarded judicial ethics. She's demeaned the judiciary with her behavior. And this is the future that we have to look forward to in Wisconsin. See the difference? To the- you see the difference, Squirrel, between a man and a Paul Vallis, a Chicago Daily Democrat? Big difference. The rule of law my entire career. I understand this to be the most fundamental, basic promise of civilization. And in its heart, it lives in the judiciary, and if not there, nowhere at all. You mean like the Illinois Supreme Court that has the unfortunate recipient of uh, Ed Burke's affection, Mrs. Burke, crime syndicate mafia, Capo's wife? We've had this laid out plainly for us. We could have the rule of law or the rule of Janet. And the people of Wisconsin have chosen the rule of Janet. Now, I respect that. And that got me thinking. This is what we're up against. It's the rule of the Democrats' scoundrel and scourges. As you look at the rerun from what's happening, also known as Alvin Bragg, charged Donald Trump for paying an old-time hooker, and you realize where he's from. He's just across a little river from New Jersey. You remember New Jersey? Home of Bob Menendez. Bob Menendez, who used to take a campaign contributor's private jet down to Costa Rica for $30 underage whores. Story tonight, New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez has been indicted on corruption charges. He's accused of using his office to improperly benefit a South Florida eye doctor. CBS4's Rick Fulbaum is live in the newsroom with the developing details. Rick? Well, Elliot Menendez is one of the country's highest-ranking Latino lawmakers, and specifically, he has been charged with 14 federal counts, including conspiracy to commit bribery and wire fraud. Federal prosecutors have been investigating whether the senator worked to push the business into interests of his friend, all while accepting political donations and luxury gifts from the doctor, Salomon Melgan. Menendez says he did nothing wrong and that he and Dr. Melgan are longtime family friends. Dr. Melgan had a Ponzi scheme running with Medicaid, Medicare, whatever the roaches are on. He'd overbill and get overpaid, and he'd pay back to this lowlife by flying him to Costa Rica for teenage whores. Bob Menendez has been elected twice, and those 14 counts, he walks because it's a Democrat sewer of corruption. That's what they like to do. This is how they're going to rule in their areas. This is why, when you see a man like Dan Kelly lose, understand what you lost. You lost the principles of law. 
You lost the principles of Americanism. And that's what you're seeing in Tennessee as the good people fight the bad people as they throw out three roach Democrats who swore and took an oath to uphold the constitutional rights of every American and then incited a riot to take away the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment. Why? Because they're afraid of people like me. People who understand, I'm not giving you anything. You're going to have to take it. Hook, line, and sinker. They're afraid of Americans. They're afraid of the phrase, make America great again. Now, there's an actor everybody likes. I don't know what show he's on. It's not better call Saul. He's on the other one with the drug dealer and the prof- breaking bad. Right? Isn't this idiot from Chicago? He's a half-assed comedian from Saturday Night Live. I want you to hear what he said the other day. When I, when I see What's the... His name? What's his name? Ben Crenshaw? Brian Cranston. Who gives a rip? I never watch any of this nonsense anyway. When I, when I see the, the Make America Great Again... My comment is, do you do you do you accept that that could possibly be construed as a racist remark? And now what this moron said, Cranston, takes away from the individual achievements of all black men, of all brown men, of all red men and yellow men and white men and everybody else, because in his little bubble where all he does is crack wise and do anything anybody else could do. Any one of you could be an actor. Anybody could do it. It's a do-nothing, good-for-nothing occupation where you have such low character, you pretend to have somebody else's. And all of a sudden, that's an achievement, only in this world. He takes away from all of the people of color who achieved and built lives. This is what we're up against, the ideology of liars and cheats, but more importantly, of the stupid people. See, they're stupid. And all they know how to do is implement fascism. Whether it's through this feeble, wrinkled-ass, dimwit-in-a-diaper Joe Biden, or it's through their Congress birthing people and others, and all the rest of it. But how come nobody wants to talk about what it really was like? To World War II. America's population, only 40 million. 15 million American men came home from World War II with deep scars and significant skills. They bore the invisible wounds of war. There was weapons everywhere. We're talking about mental challenge. My father was one of those men who was a Navy pilot in World War II. He came back from the war and built his family. I'm the seventh of his eight children. I was born in 1961. We had guns everywhere. There was virtually no regulation. Any child in the 50s could buy a weapon from any seller if daddy sent them with the money. We didn't have mass shootings. It wasn't until 1968 in America that serial numbers were even required on weapons sold in this country. You order weapons through the Sears catalog by the mail. 19, in the 70s, I attended a high school, large rural school. Virtually every vehicle in the parking lot was a pickup truck. And almost every one had a rifle or a shotgun on the back glass and a pistol and under the seat. And we didn't have school shootings. Why? Character. That's the difference in 2023 versus all those times when, you, when America was great. 1979, I began college. One of the jobs I had to work my way through college, 
was as a carpenter. We restored historical buildings. We had to determine in the process of that work what was the original cuts of these, these homes, residential homes built 75, 85, 100 years ago. You could tell by the saw cut if it was a mechanical cut, an electric cut, or a hand cut. By such observations, we knew exactly how that house was originally built. And to my amazement as a young man, beginning college in Louisiana, working, to my amazement, you know what I discovered, Madam Chair? You know what these houses did not have that were built a hundred years ago in cities in America? You know what they did not have, Commissioner? Locks. Locks. Now I ask you all, what happened to that country, man? Scum. Mafia. Marxists. Acceptable corruption. And the absence of law. That's what lost in Wisconsin yesterday. That's what you're experiencing in the ghetto. Formerly great city of Chicago. In Illinois. A city so corrupted. You hired a governor who's been on FBI tapes for hours. With a convicted governor. A governor who laughs as you suffer at the banking scandals his family partook in. I mean, I, I, I have thought a lot about that uh, since you and I talked. And I, I mean, I, I, I have to say, I think it makes political sense for both of us. Fetzel oh, no, wanted I, to be treasurer. Look, I think this would be great. Yeah, I, mean, I, I have no problem with that. The, 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 the pitch, you know, the pitch for you, I think, is... Um, you know, is you know, you're picking, you know, banking and financial experience and know-how and all of that, right? Yeah, I don't know about banking, right? Cause yeah, but financial know-how. Throw my sister in Superior Bank in. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to her bank? She get a collapse or something? Yeah, she was oh. the chairman of a bank, and it, you know, it had, <laughs> it had uh, subprime loans. I mean, oh, stuff. You know, Superior Bank turned out to be an inferior bank. Inferior, exactly, exactly. Very good. I like that Inferior Bank. Um, Laugh it up, Fatso. And scumbag Rod Blagojevich, you want to know what happened to this country and why it sucks in these Democrat areas? It's because of Democrats. They have no character. They're useful idiots and they're fascists. And that's why they need to be in their own states, destroying the quality of lives amongst themselves. Stay away from the rest of the country. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show, on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Take advantage of every failure. Profit on every form of corruption that gets caught. Just keep spinning. Keep the offense going. That's the Democrat Marxist mafia playbook. I say we let them celebrate the collapse of their own societies. In the meantime, the reason that uh, Congressman Higgins was... Uh, was talking about his former childhood in a free state of Louisiana is because what's before us are something is something called red flag laws. Who will they be used against? Me and you, not the mafia. So by this legislation, my colleagues are putting forth my understanding of the of the letter of that law, which I one thousand percent oppose, as would our founding fathers. The letter that I lost is an anonymous tip from a citizen. So if this was law, Commissioner, 
Would you confiscate, would you go to your neighbor's home and confiscate his legally owned weapons, a man that was not under criminal investigation? Man, am I glad I don't live in that sewer. A state so stupid, they put in the form of corruption a big fat one like a beanbag with a pumpkin on it named J.B. Pritzker. I haven't thought about that. That's a good one. Uh, anyway, so yeah, but I was nothing to do with that, so that's not going to be my problem. But, but no, I think my problem, if you, the only problem I can come up with for you, I got a lot of reasons why it makes sense. The problem for you would be, same problem with the Senate, really. I've given you contributions. No. And- no, that's no problem. You pay everybody, right, Fetzo? Here's call number two. Today, which is, I just heard this morning that Alexi might get appointed to something in Washington. Have you heard that? Um, yeah, there was like a news report or something that was kind of mentioned, right? Right. I find that very hard to believe. Um, I hear that Madigan is pushing labor to try to push the Obama administration to put him in somewhere so they can clear the field for Lisa. So is that interesting? Yeah, Madigan's oh. dropping dimes on him because Resco is connected to the Broadway Bank and the feds are looking at his bank. And what was the penalty? I believe he's the new Secretary of State. Silky G. Alexi G. What a despicable sewer of corruption. Uh, Paul Bensonville. Three questions for you. First one. First one is how screwed is Chicago with this? No more than it was. A year ago. No more than it was 10 years ago. No more than it was 30 years ago. This is just the destination where that kind of acceptance of corruption and the Democrat mafia leads. This is what the people wanted. It's the same pretty much, right? Exactly. Only this time, Lori Lightfoot looks good in a suit. That's the only difference. Go ahead. (laughs) Number two. Okay. Second. Uh, As far as the... uh... As far as Trump is concerned, where is this going to go? What do you feel? What's your gut feel? It'll give enough enough confusion, enough white noise to steal another election. Number three. Number three. You know, last time I saw you at the uh, sushi place, I said, you're like family. Yeah. So can I borrow a thousand bucks? Sure. Hey, all all right. right. Yeah, that's all right. I'm going to give you that new printed money from the Fed. You're going to love it. It's just like Monopoly money. I don't know who that is. If he shows up asking for $1,000, go ahead, give it to him. Squirrel out of your pocket. I'll reimburse you. George in Naperville. Strong. At least Paul Vallis was honest after he was defeated. He offered to assist the new guy in the destruction of Chicago. <laughs> Thank you, George. Yeah, he assisted the whole time the, uh, the Irish mafia was in. And, you know, you don't hear about this. Whatever happened to Lisa Madigan? I mean, I'm hoping she got that lip filler thing. I think they made in- incredible advancements. She doesn't have to look like a mailbox anymore. Yeah, oh, wow. He's trying, to, he's trying to get Lisa to clear field. Huh. I see. I see. So let me just th- throw some odd idea. Uh-huh. If, that, if it were true. But when Rod was in the cooler, you stopped opening your mouth. Why? Oh, your wife needed to still reap the rewards of the mafia. I believe she became an insurance agent after she was a real estate broker for Resco. Right? You're a Trumplican. You're a scumbag, like every other Democrat. Stephen Huntley. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Hey, um, you know, as we all know, uh, the the Chinese are preparing for war, and of course, our gimlet and diapers. He's he's setting us up for war. So I was I was wondering if you could help us all out here, John, out here in America. You wouldn't happen to know the Chinese version of 
More Dawson, please. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, but don't worry. After you get your ass kicked by the Chinese, you're going to be ready for another one in 15 minutes. I'll be back. Take the rest of your calls after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Money, 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 money. Bob Menendez, what's his net worth? Never did anything in his life except prostitute government power. Caught going to Costa Rica to bang $30 whores. On a lobbyist, I mean, on a campaign donor's plane, and nothing happens. He's elected twice. <sighs> Kira, Indiana. Hey, Sean, you played uh, Brian Cranston, who I used to love from Breaking Bad, but now I will not watch him in anything he does because of his anti-American banter. I think people need to do more of that. Like, for instance, Keanu Reeves, he's a big gun guy. So I'm going to his movie this weekend, John Wick movie, number yeah. four or five or whatever it is. Have, have you seen his movies? Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I mean, it's all animated stuff. I don't like that stuff. I like old movies. Hey, it's old... Chicago. Yeah. yeah. It's real Chicago on the thank weekend. Come on. Hey, I... All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Michigan has a wonderful congressman who didn't need, what's his name, Brandon Cranston? Who the frick knows? Brian Cranston. He didn't need Brian Cranston's approval to achieve things. You wouldn't know it. He's not a Caucasoid. And he achieved a lot in his short life, young life. He's born in 1981. He's a congressman in, uh, out of Michigan. While everybody on this side wants to talk about a Green New Deal, China's permitting two coal plants per, per week, per week. Uh, and, and so uh, I guess they figured out some way to keep their CO2 over there. But uh, Biden's Green New Deal agenda is crushing American families. We absolutely must hold China accountable. And we do that by being strong at home, by getting our energy independence here at home and hold the China, China to account for its abuses all over the world. What could have possibly happened wrong in John James' life? He became very successful. He understands economics. He became a congressman. He did this all while being black without Brian Cranston's help or the Democrat mafia's help. How could this be? Oh, I know, because America's racist, right? You fracking moron. Now, here's, here's $500. Act like a banana. Most people, a lot of people go, how could that be racist? Make America great again? I said, so just ask yourself from, from an African-American experience, when was it ever great? Hey, moron, you fracking moron. Black people in total, if you added up the economy, they would be the eighth richest country in the world. Only American blacks, that is. Brian, you fracking moron. As opposed to Africa, where they still have slavery. Open slave markets, not in just the countries where the Duchess of Chaffington destroyed, like Libya, but all over. You moron actor. Shut your fracking mouth till somebody pays you and writes the words down for you to say, stupid. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Splendid. Listen, Sean, uh, I want to talk about this indictment against uh, Trump. All right, turn on your radio. I'm hearing myself it. in reverb. Go ahead. Okay. I know I know. we've been talking about it a lot, but uh, everybody says that this indictment is uh, has no merit and it's more political. I mean, uh, you know, the lawyers are saying this, other prosecutors, even other Democrats. And what I believe, it doesn't matter what they got him indicted on. I think the fix is in. They're going to find him guilty. Well, that's what Dan, that's what Dan Kelly in Wisconsin guy. was telling you. 
Dan Kelly in Wisconsin yeah. told you that the rule of law does not apply where there's a frickin' Democrat. Doesn't apply. The same, they make it up the with the way they want to go, like the sewer of Illinois, where you have right, you have a mafia member's wife, a joke of a human being. Ed Burke is a fracking joke, and he has been since I was a kid. With the with the moron cops that used to drive him around, they were his right. personal valet. Everybody knows what that is. And the wife's the Supreme Court justice. So all they need is one of these judges, and I believe they got one. If I'm not mistaken, they got one. They got one tied all the way into the big Democrat mafia, La Cosa Nostra. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. Kamala Hump Day Harris. She was making a tour of Africa. She came back to tell us about how exciting it was. The median age on the continent of of Africa is 19. By 2050, one in four people occupying space on Mother Earth. This is the part of the conversation where Willie Brown starts to just take his clothes off. We'll be on the continent of Africa. Okay, Kamala, okay. Think about what that means. Just in shut terms up. of the opportunity. In terms grab of the, the chair. Future, Will you grab the chair? In terms of the obvious fact, I believe, as evidenced by the demographics I've just shared, which is that what happens on that continent will impact the entire globe. I wonder if the lawyer's daughter wrote that speech. Hopefully she's a little bit smarter than Kamala. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Hold on, you're on the Mike Madigan line. We're going to put you on hold and rectify that situation. Sexy as a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. Only That's right. I could pull that off in the meantime. Which Democrat moron you want to hear from? Kamala Harris? Nah, let's go with the trust fund, baby. Butter-handed fatso. Can't do a jumping jack or a push-up. Unless Daddy's trust fund threatens to cut him off. What I heard, yeah. the, you know, they were real. It could be. I mean, I'm just thinking that I'll give you my read on it. Well, well I heard, yeah. I, what Do me a favor. When you see this scoundrel scumbag, Blagojevich, sniffing around, remember who you're talking to. Don't let him sell you that and make you a useful idiot. It's a moron that he is. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Well, I just want to tell you, you know, the stuff with Bob Mendez, who should have been in jail a long time ago, I remember that very well, goes to Costa Rica, and he's fooling around, Spalding, our governor, Mrs. Clinton, it's all corruption. There's really, with them being radical, how do you stop it? There's no way you can stop it. What do you no, think? No, it's okay, as long as the girl is underage and, and from a third world country. It's okay. Bob Menendez walked. It's phenomenal. Occasionally give each other gifts, just as any friends would. FBI agents have raided Melgan's offices in Palm Beach County, and the doctor is also facing bribery charges. Court filings show Senator Menendez intervened in two ways that could be seen as attempts to help the doctor with Medicare reimbursements, totaling millions of dollars. In 2012, Melgan's eye practice received more Medicare reimbursements than any other medical practice in the country. That's called a payoff. Woo, look at you. And Bob Menendez, what was his penalty? Twice he got elected after this. Because they're Democrats. They have no standards. They just want some of that money. Roaches that you are. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. 
I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. I love the talking heads. I love them. See, I can remember their names or the name of the band anyway. But when it comes to this idiot actor, Brian Cranston, do you think Brian Cranston, Squirrel, ever heard of Mary Ellen Pleasant? You know who she is, Squirrel? Mary Ellen Pleasant was born in 1814. She was a 19th century entrepreneur, financier, real estate magnate. An abolitionist. She was arguably the first self-made millionaire. See, they had Hearst in there, but he was a like Pritzker. He was a trust fund baby. She was arguably the first self-made millionaire in all of California. And do you know what race she was, Squirrel? Black. She was a former slave. And Brian Cranston took away all of her accomplishments that she did with nothing but her mind. You see, that's why you don't let these scum white Marxist, Democrat, socialist, fascist, Fourth Reich members paint everything over like everybody's a Chicago roach. They're not. There are individuals. That's what this world is made up of. And the swindlers among us want you to believe they're not. And that's why we offer all of these kind of, what are they called? Reparations. That's going to sweep Illinois and Chicago now. Reparations. What an insult. Well, you're lucky I'm not black. Because I'd point out some of the real history. Oh, I like real history. Like I just told you about the real history of Mary Ellen Pleasant. A name that will never come out of the mouth of a Democrat scourge. They don't like reality and fact. Did you know some of the richest and most famous slave owners were black? Here are the top five. One, Anthony Johnson, an African-American who lived in the British colony of Virginia in the 17th century and was a very wealthy slave owner. Two, Elizabeth Fraser Skelton. Between 1834 and 1847, she was the owner and manager of the famous upscale hotel in Charleston, South Carolina. Three, William Ellison was a very famous African-American slave owner and merchant in South Carolina in the 19th century. 4. John Carruthers Stanley was an African American who held slaves in the state of North Carolina in the 19th century. 5. Antoine de Buclet was an African American who held slaves in the state of Louisiana in the 19th century. Now you know. Now do their descendants get the reparations too? How's it going to work? Are we going to let the, the Chicago public school teacher who never gave his kids homework or grade, are we going to let that moron? Is he going to decide who gets it? I love it. When the Fourth Reich pretends to be virtuous, you frecking morons. Trish in her car. Hi, Sean. Um, I was wondering if, random thought, if um, Ron DeSantis does run, and of course the election will be stolen, um, and so if he should lose, does, does he get to go back to being governor, or what happens? Florida. I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to run. I pray to God he doesn't run because whoever runs will be cheated and swindled in these Democrat stronghold sewers. So I'm not going to get all excited about 2024. If you could elect this dementia patient, this this political whore, this obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, the game's over, kid. I'm not going to put any stock in 2024. None. No, because I do not I believe in the electoral system. And here's the I other thing. Even- the Republican scallywags that are in on the, on the scam, like Mitch McConnell, 
Like, uh, you just pick any, any of the upper echelon Republicans, the ones that fear constitutionalists. They like it when this guy's in office because they get to raise money and steal that, too. That's why hey, Trish, I want to separate. Yes. Um, and that's another thing about, you know, here in Wisconsin, which I'm still sick to my stomach about the Republican Party, which no surprise, they gave zero money to Dan Kelly. Zip. Um, I hope Dan Kelly just, contacts me. I'll throw in a part part of my uh, commission and help him come over to Florida. Really? Yeah. That's how yeah. much I want that guy here. That's a man. It's a shame. Yep. And and the problem is, when they take your money through an extortion, ticky-tack excuse called taxation, they laugh at us. Like Pritzker and Blagojevich on the phone laughing at all the people that were, lost their ass in the bank, that is, fat sister, who's almost indistinguishable from him. They look like Siamese twins, connected at the tongue. In the meantime, she, they laugh at us, because it's all one fracking joke when you're in the mafia. I don't like it, Trish. You go, yeah, that's why I don't want Ron to run. These are irreconcilable differences. Craig at Mount Greenwood. I'll be right back. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Thanks for taking my call, man. I'm over at the bank. Uh, uh, so I Ooh, get your money out. Might be a prison uh-huh. that bank. Go ahead. You are. Hey, this Democrat rats and the, with all their uh, voting uh, tricks and everything, they got another scam. This guy, Christopher uh, Gleason, who basically uncovered the fact that they're taking in um, all people all over, like even like, uh, uh, you know, no money, poor, whatever, making 10 donations a day. All these, um, um, it adds up to, he came up with like about $4 billion that really? they're taking in. Like, um, so it's, it's, it's money laundering. And I'll tell you what, it's going to come out pretty soon. Don't you remember when Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie, Obama, when they had to turn over who donated to him? And it was all run through PACs, and it was Mickey Mouse and Adolf Hitler. Remember that? They got the scam beat because they're scam artists. And the whole time laughing at us. And what's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, JP. No, go ahead. Well, uh, total non-issue. Well, to- first of all, you give money to everybody, like Lisa Madigan, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Which, incidentally, if you can do for me what you did for her before the end of the year, can you think about that? But uh, Well, I can't do Don't I- you just need a shower listening to these scum? I need a shower, squirrel. Go to break. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. The year 2023 in America, where America is at its most fascistic point in history, bar none. What we experienced through two administrations, the fascism that was displayed after the Fauci-invested flu became the most successful bioweapon released on mankind, was something that most of us didn't think could happen in this country. However, it did happen. What does the future hold? I don't know. But I do know, through investigative reporting, through information, we may be able to change the trajectory of the new American Fourth Reich. My next guest is one of those people trying to change the trajectory. He is an award-winning journalist, writer, producer, director, editor, teacher, artist, and activist for over 20 years, the last 10 of which he spent 
primarily through documentaries. He's also the producer in the new documentary, Follow the Science Series. His name is Hawk Jensen. Hawk, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. So um, there's so much to talk about because I've, I've kind of paid attention to, to your history, and I, I'm really excited about this new one. And I know you're, you, we had on uh, Clifton Duncan last week, who I really liked, and I believe he narrates your right. first um, episode in the series. So tell us a little bit about this docuseries before we jump into the one that I first saw your name in. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, Follow the Science, the docuseries is, uh, I would say, a must-see retrospective that has been funded entirely by grassroots, looking at, um, initially, it's a five-episode series, and the, the pilot episode, which is releasing in a month, is about the lockdowns. We look very specifically at January 2022, about October 2020. So we can see where we were as a people, as a nation, as a culture before we heard of COVID. And then, and then the systematic sort of, it was, it was like this wave of one thing after another after another that rolled back our rights as a people. And we all and never had a chance to look at it. And Clifton Duncan, he doesn't just narrate, he's actually in the show and a host of the show. And it's a hybrid because we have, we have ma- many characters. We have Clifton Duncan, a fellow named Nick Hudson, who is with Pandata. He's from the Southern Hemisphere, South Africa, a YouTuber named Sidney Watson. And they engage in trying to understand what happened. Clifton from the human interest level, Nick Hudson from the scientific level, and Sidney Watson from the journalistic sort of narrative level. And we want to triangulate a conversation that we didn't have at the time. What the heck happened? And why did no one speak up about it? Or if they did, they were, they were, they were shut down. And, 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 um, being the, the backbone of the science, we featured Jay Bhattacharya, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, yes. who's an esteemed um, epidemiologist or a professor of, of uh, infectious disease, as well as Dr. David Katz, who is uh, an, a, a, um, a chronic disease specialist. And he harkens out of Yale and is syndicated in the New York Times. And between the two of them, we look at the corruption of science. There's the idea of science. We walk through the idea of, of um, um, the scientific method and then pit that against Science Inc., the sort of like this institutional science on high that everyone's like, oh, they'll just tell us what to do, and in which everyone just sort of gave up on their critical thinking and all that. So it's a retrospective looking at that very specific time period that changed our lives forever. And this is the silver lining to the fascism we all endured. The silver lining is more people than ever realize just what the big pharma industrial complex looks like and just how they, they are the backbone of what we call media, but really is a propaganda series as you look at what media and you look at what happened under a bipartisan uh, uh, presidency. This is the real problem. They're bigger than our representatives. That's the one thing we can take away from this. And I'm wondering, you as the producer, you get a window into all of it, and you're the one that organizes everything. What was the aha moment, or was it when you were going through it, you said, "This wait, I have to investigate this. How did you come about wanting to investigate it? Well, as a, the director and the producer of the of the series, I, I basically I have been a dissident filmmaker for about a decade. You, you, you sort of alluded to it during the introduction. I've been featuring uh, films on dissidents who have survived authoritarian regimes around the world for for going on a decade, and I learned a great deal 
from these people, from their hard-earned wisdom of what it looks like when an authoritarian regime uh, uses collectivism and abuses collectivism to basically control the population to to garner more support. And there's 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 signs and there's tells. And and when I was initially kind of getting into this type of film work, I thought, wow, no one understands this. No one has any idea what freedom is and how to and 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 how hard it is to to define it and and know what it is and how to protect it. But but you learn that things are different when you're in a closed society in an authoritarian regime when that when that when that boot is upon your your ability to self-express and so when this came along and i saw how the government was responding to it and it was much more a giant exercise in compliance rather than calming the public and protecting the vulnerable i was immediately suspect and we're talking i had maybe two days of like oh there's this virus we're supposed to take seriously and then i heard yeah, it was like this idea of flattening the curve. Fuck, you think this is an down. interview. This is an audition. I'm the contrarian <laughs> stuck in the sewer of corruption, Chicago, Illinois. I was. And uh, I never bought it. But because I was yeah. raised by half of my family being descendants of, of, of Italians and the fascism that they had to live through at the turn of the century, and the other half fighting for freedom here in this country. And as I was listening to the, to the, the relatives that went to fight the Third Reich, I realized the correlation between argued capitulation to government ideas and opinions. And I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I was seeing it at that time from a, maybe a, 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 the Trump administration, which I said, wait a minute, what are you doing? Because that's really where it started. But I, I also recognized what was happening in the Democrat strongholds because I'm from Illinois and how quick they were to put people sure. under lockdown and forced opinions. And I said, this has to come to an end. And we are standing at a place where I don't know if you heard this today, but this was over the weekend. I want you to hear this. So if we really want to prevent the next pandemic, and there will be one, there will absolutely be an outbreak of another pandemic. It may be next year or it may be in your grandparent, your grandchildren and your great grandchildren's lifetime. We don't know. So, Hawk, they're they're ignoring all of the fails that they just did just three the last three years. And they're already moving forward to keep people on the on the defense and that is what a fascistic regime does they don't admit where they're wrong and they keep the, their foot on the gas right exactly and that's the whole point of the series is because you know they're looking for their out and we wanted to present something that 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 captured it for the historical purposes so that we can establish that there was a different way of thinking at the time and and to hold their feet to the fire i mean yes they can always point to oh there'll be some virus in the future that that that's uh, you know that's just an, an out to try and cover for their mistakes. It was an overplay. It was it was it was they misled the people. They've destroyed the goodwill of the American people. I mean, I consider myself and everyone working on the film good Americans fighting for the American spirit. And this is the type of thing where we need the retrospective to see what happens so we don't do it again. Because you're right, these are these are the these are the tactics of an authoritarian regime controlling a population that they don't trust and they don't and that they fear. And they're using fear to control the population. So we're trying trying to push back against that fear, bringing back conversations and dialogue to be the norm in the American way of, 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 leaving, of leading life. Now, I'm in my 50s, and I lived through the Cold War. I was a teenager in the 80s, and I remember specifically about people defecting. You remember when we were, I don't know how mm -hmm. old you are, but during the Olympics and all of that, and you realized those were the people that espoused the true principles of what Americanism is. You know, America is a place, but Americanism lives everywhere. It lives in the enlightenment of the man who longs to be free. And I used to walk around with that arrogance back then, being 
aware of how blessed I was to be born here because my ancestors came here from those places. And I realized very early on, the best Americans were often the new ones with the accents. Do you mm-hmm. have that kind of faith after your docu-series that really focused on people that were living under those totalitarian regimes, the docu-series, The Witness Project? Is that where you learned kind of the people that espouse the best part of Americanism were often people who weren't born in America? Uh, yeah, I think it's a really good observation. I mean, yeah, the previous uh, project that we're done called Witness Projects featuring these dissidents. I mean, th- the whole idea was that the wisdom that comes from this type of adversity, you go through all these processes and you don't just show up to this country like, oh, freedom, I know what it is. It takes a long time of, of careful study and emotional sort of healing from the trauma of the experiences that they went through to really understand what it is. And But they, they really do have a strong feel for it. They understand what it is to live in a free society. They know what it is to the ability to self-express. I mean, this idea of just talking out loud in the, protect, in the protection of freedom of speech, idea of self-expression. I mean, all these authoritarian regimes are trying to capture people the moment they think, oh, that doesn't make any sense that you question authority. That's what they fear the most. And I think they are a great example of it's the enlightenment. It's, it's an awakening of an, of an inner indiv- individuality. That inner individuality that, that, that awakens in the face of, of complete hypocrisy and complete bureaucratic nonsense when the world seems to go crazy. I think a whole new kind of, of individuality awakens. And I think I mean, I'm an optimist where I feel that so many people the world over have witnessed what happened, saw how ridiculous it is. And I think we're seeing a new enlightenment of individuality. I think there's a grand awakening, you know, regardless of like p- people's previous politics or what group you're in. There were so many people who thought, well, that made no sense whatsoever and they're willing to question it and i think that is our future i think that i agree with you personality growing and 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 coming together and having conversations will really lead us to a a great new world i couldn't agree with you more in fact this is the greatest opportunity to break the duopoly of corruption in our system this Mm -hmm. idea that we have these two parties and we ignore the fact that k street you know it 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 flourishes while main street gets shut down and i am i am and I'm a capitalist. I'm very proud of that. But more importantly, I'm a real liberal. I'm not a conservative. I don't even know what the hell that means. And I'm not a Republican. I can't stand Republicans. But what I am is somebody who wants to keep alive the idea of the individuality that was promised to my ancestors that American founding Americans fought for and risked their lives against unbelievable odds. At that time, they had nothing. They were fighting the strongest military on the planet. And I recognize that all of my life, I've gotten used to politicians swearing to uphold these principles and immediately working to undermine them. And I don't think I'm alone. I think there's enough of us to throw this a wrench into this duopoly of corporatism. Do you think I'm, I'm too optimistic when I, when I look at it this way? No, well, I mean, politics is downstream of culture. And I think if we're able to change the, you know, change the needle on culture a little bit, hopefully follow the science, the docuseries, it's part of that change in direction. But I, I am optimistic. I think, you know, I mean, we, we've been subject to all this digital everything going on that's really changed the ability for people to relate. But I think the, you know, the interest in radio and podcasts and all this sort of conversation, people are craving these real conversations, real depth. I mean, when you bring the logical and the emotional together, you get wisdom. And I think people are really crazy, craving wisdom. And they have wisdom, wisdom to share and they want to learn from other people. So I, I, I agree with you. I think there is a path 
path forward. I think we are looking at the death rattle of sort of left right politics, and something Good. new is going to grow out of it. Good. And uh, and you know, and 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 this whole project is very uh, it's bipartisan or apolitical. We have we have we have people from all stripes working on this because they saw that something wasn't right. Their logical self said it didn't add up, and their intuitive artistic self said it didn't add up. That's both sides of the equation saying this isn't correct let's do something about this and as storytellers we stood up we want to protect real scientists the ability to ask questions because that's the first tenet of what it is to to self-express and yeah I, th- I think i think there's a path forward i am optimistic too so i join you in that i want to know if you explored what i predict see part of being a speculator and a capitalist is i use information and i kind of predict and i put my money where my mouth is of where the future is going to go but now when as i look at what we're living through and i try to step back and look at this and I see a trillion-dollar inside deal of vaccines. And I recognize the censorship that took place as people who were experiencing side effects. And you watch how they change the definition of side effects. And now you hear uh, people of all ages. I just had a family member tell me about a girl that didn't get up, 49 years old. And you, you look at the Europeans who didn't give that uh, that held harmless immunity to Pfizer and Moderna and the rest of them as they're settling with these victims of of uh, vaccine injury. I predict the future will show that there were more people that were harmed and possibly dead that were victims of the vaccine than COVID. Do you explore that when you talk about the science of it all? Do you go into the idea you tested Viagra for 10 fracking years? You didn't test this for 10 days. Do you do you do you kind of expand on that? Well, we've been interviewing people about it. Uh, the idea is to have a, a full-fledged series. So we're launching the first episode to establish the characters, establish the world, establish that we are top-quality, top-notch storytellers that can produce a show that will get into this. And w- But with the full intent to dive into that, we want to look at the efficacy of masks, the origin of the virus. We want to look at the development of the virus, uh, the, the vaccines, the implementation of the vaccines, the mandates of the vaccines, and the injury of the vaccines. And we want to look at it on Honestly and and fully and thoroughly look talking to the experts and not just rerunning the talking points of either the left or the right. And so we're, we're, we're our plan is to get fully into that. And like any good storytelling, we're establishing the world. I mean, this is a very cinematic piece. It's not just a bunch of talking heads. We have a lot of very interesting, like a variety show. We have many many characters, wow. and 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 and, and uh, cut footage and that kind of stuff. And what we <clears throat> we are. Cinema is all about world building. You hear that a lot in the sort of Hollywood reporter type stuff. We're doing world rebuilding. We're trying to look at what it was, what was the world then, what was missed, what were the opportunities we could have seized upon, what were the lessons that we we should have brought to bear, how do we bring that to uh, to bear next time so that we do not repeat history. We're all in this to try and not repeat, repeat history again. So looking at what happened with the vaccines is absolutely what we're chasing. And we want to establish those characters that Clifton Duncan will be the, he's, he's our hero on the hero's journey who's going to be asking those questions. So, so we establish him and he will go into this world and asking the questions of every expert we can find to talk about it and, and, and triangulate a, a, a narrative, a counter narrative, or, or, or at least just a proper description of reality as compared to what we were being fed by the, by the mainstream narrative the whole time, which I believe is false. I can't wait to see it, and I also want to support it. I mean, I'll blow $5 on a cup of coffee. I'll gladly support this mission. I like the way it's going. So where do I go to do this, Hawk Jensen? Where can my people go to support it and to maybe take a look and read about it? 
Absolutely. So uh, we, at followthescienceseries.com, you, it'll take you to our donors page. We're 100% donor funded. Uh, we've raised $450,000 so far. We're raising another $150,000. We're actually premiering it in Orlando, Florida on oh. April 19th uh, with uh, being hosted by Tom Woods, the podcaster Tom Woods, and uh, Clifton Duncan will be there. So we, there are tickets still available. I think I'll be, I, th- I live in Naples. I might try oh, off. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, take a look. I'd uh, love to have you there. And, uh, yeah, we're doing a hard push. And uh, you know, the more support, the better. We, we absolutely we spend the money so on, on production value and good artists who are trying to change the world for the better and get the truth out there. So all the support is greatly appreciated. It's very humbling that we've raised so much money. We, we're, we're not beholden to any organization. It was just a group of artists and filmmakers got together and said, we can tell a story that looks at what actually happened. And so if you're, if for your listeners who are curious to know what happened and have some television that this isn't the same old sort of propaganda machine kind of wearing away at you, please take a look at us at followthescienceseries.com and we would really enjoy the support and I really hope everyone enjoys the project when it comes out. Looking forward to it. Hawk Johnson, thank you for making time for me. I truly appreciate it. I look forward to meeting you. Oh, thank you for, likewise, thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. 312-642-5600. Mark, hang on a minute. I, I'm going to go to the cream puff, man. I don't know what it is about his big ass. I like it. What's up, cream Hi. puff? How are you, sir? Very I'm good. just curious... What would be, let's say the next pandemic, let's say it's coming up in two weeks and we know about it, it's coming. Now, what do you think the response, what do you think a a logical response to it would be? Well, we certainly didn't have one. You know what fries me, Jim? I'm going to tell you. What year year did your beautiful wife die? Uh, 2007. Okay, so my mother died in 2008. And she died in 27 days. From when they told me she was sick till she died. And I never left that hospital except to go shower maybe three, four times. Now, I'm assuming you did the same thing with your wife, correct? Of course. And she was given a year and a half to live. But fortunately, I got four years, believe it or not. But I'm, I'm talking and, about uh, that part when they're in the hospital and they die. Oh, yeah, dear God. Yes, of course, of course. So now let me, let me explain something to you. For three years, this, the politicians took that away from mothers to sons. Sons to mothers, husbands to wives, sisters to brothers. The politicians took that away for nothing, for nothing. And that fries me, Jim. How many hundreds of millions of people did you seize that from? That they didn't get to be with their closest relative on the time they died. And you're going to let this pickle-faced bastard warn you about another one? And then they're going to cover up, wait a minute, they're going to cover up the fracking emails of how the American government was funding that bull dunk. And then they lied to you, told you about some freaking bat kissing a dolphin or whatever the hell they came up with. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, I don't give a rip what they do. That'll never happen to me and my family. Never. Because it would have taken an army to get me out of there. And it'll take one no matter you. who I dies in the no, I So these red bastard politicians, and when pickle-faced Fauci threatens you, you've got to pay attention. So here's the thing. We've never had... A good, a good reaction to anything led by the government, and it'll never happen again. So that's what I have well, to say. You know, you know, that was screwed up. That was screwed yeah. up from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Anyway, Sean, thanks for taking my uh, call, buddy. Too. Thank you. you too. Mark in the Western Burbs. Yeah, Sean. 
going back to your last guest, Hawk, and what he's trying to do, I was telling the screener that I grew up in a time where the, the, the credo was, I may not agree with what you have to say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Yeah, Mark, I And remember. with COVID, we lost that right, or we, we lost that, that lantern in the, kind of in the bell tower, you know? And well, we had, out of 537 politician representatives, we had about 500 turn their backs on that and enforce a fascism that has never been seen on these shores, ever. Never been seen on these shores. And they adopted the philosophy of the Third Reich. And that's why, to me, you broke the system. You broke the covenant between citizen and representative. And it's no longer a representative republic. And until they earn that back, I don't believe a one of them. I'll, I'll recognize the 30 good ones, but that's all I'll give credit to. And they can stay. The rest of them I want out. And that'll never happen again. Right? So we didn't lose that right. It was usurped and the principles of our nation bastardized. And they're doubling down on that fascism now. That's why you have to get away from them. And you have to, you have to go to a place that's going to s- support your Americanism. I went to Florida. There are 20 other states. And those are the states that are going to do it. The ones that are led by the corrupt scum like Pritzker, who no matter how much you have evidence that they're corrupt, the, the idiots who want something for nothing, the welfare roach, whether they be corporatists in a, in a $6,000 suit or they get their rent paid, to me they're all the same. And that's what forever changed. So you and I never, never, never stopped believing that. It was the government who's supposed to protect your rights that turned on you. That's why it's important what happens in Tennessee. They made the list. You can go to Tennessee now because they, they recognize if a politician is going to swear to uphold those rights and then work to undermine it, you throw them out of office. That's a good sign. So there's a silver lining is that people, there are hundreds of millions of us, That'll make sure that never happens again. And I don't give a rip about elections. I mean it. I don't believe for one minute Joe Biden is a legitimate president. I don't believe for one minute any election results that come out of a ghetto system like Cook County or Illinois. I don't believe it. So to me, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in a good place, and I want you to do it, and I want everybody to do it. But you have to recognize the problem if you're going to correct it. And the problem is we don't have a representative republic in these Democrat stronghold mafia states. You got a mafia. And listen, if I wanted to go that way, you don't think I could get one of those phony contracts? Like every one of these fat asses pretending to be contractors at O'Hare? Believe me, I could. My name would be on the side of the trucks if I wanted it to be. But I don't want to play that game because it's character versus the lack of it. You want to know the difference between Chicago and Naples, Florida? Character. Not money, not color. Character. And you got to get away from people without it. Thank you very much, Mark. Good luck to you. Kevin Austin, Texas P2 Times. What do you want to tell me about the committee, man? <laughs> you just mentioned that the, the uh, those politicians you have to earn it back. But I hear it every time your show is on. you got to take it back. you got to take back your right. I do take it back. I came here, and it'll never come here. It'll never come here. What In I, fact, when I see cool. Illinois plates, I roll down the window, and I say, Democrats scum, or are you on the run? I say it every so time I, I see Illinois plates. Yeah. Are you going to be splitting commissions with uh, Brandon Johnson since he's probably going to be sending you so much business? I don't split commissions. Down to Florida? That's why I don't split commissions, not even <laughs> with, the, with, with, with my favorite money guy in the world, David Hockberg. <laughs> he gets none of my commissions. I don't split commissions. But anyhow, I earn know, every penny. What, what, I wanted, what I want to say is I hope, you know what, it was a 50-50 split. 
I hope there's some uh, aldermen that have a backbone, and I hope you have them on your show. And I hope there's Counter Wars Part Two. You think I'm going to have yeah, a Chicago? I, I, I like I like uh, Ray uh, Lopez. Oh, you like a few of them? Yeah, get he's Lopez. the only one I like. Uh, the only I one. I don't like any other. I hope he. I hope and he I get him to admit he's wrong. That's why I like him. Thank you very much. They're wrong. Their philosophies, their policies, wrong. They lead to bankruptcy. It's always chaos, and nobody ever goes to jail if you're on the Democrat side of things. As for Menendez, an indictment is not a conviction, so the senator will have the opportunity to defend himself. He has said he... Boy, did they say that when it came to Trump? Did one one of these talking mannequins Marxist propagandists say that? I don't think they did. He's not going anywhere. No plans to step down from his Senate seat. But we're just in that Menendez is voluntarily stepping down from his post as the top Democrat on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He's used that post over the years to speak out against the president's move to normalize ties with Cuba. He is expected. <laughs> right in your face, they admit they're gangsters. Right in your face, they admit they're fascists. And what's the penalty? What are the repercussions? Gatsangul. That's what it is. And there's also all scandals we stopped investigating. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. I know why. Because those people who pretend to be representatives, in particular on the Democrat side, all visitors to the island, even the ex-president, but we all know why he cheats. The Duchess of Chaffington, the only wife in America. Every man, woman, and child understood why the husband fooled around. Unquestionable. Good news is they're starting to get some pushback. Yes, the best trader in American stock market history, the drunk Nancy Pelosi, and her stinky hammer husband, they're starting to get heckled. Hey, Congresswoman, I came to see a warmonger, but you're a sad old drunk. Get out. What yeah. Get out. I don't know who that guy is, but I love him. And you went to Taiwan, where you looking for Ukraine? Did we blow up the Nord Stream on accident or on purpose? Did we blew it up on purpose. I love that guy. I bet you he listens to my show. What do you think, Squirrel? Does he think he listens to the show? All right. In the meantime, this show is more than a radio show. This show is a we're building a movement of Americans that want to get America back and reject the Fifth, Fourth Reich, the Marxist Mafia. I want to reject it. My next guest is not really a guest as much as somebody who I really appreciate and somebody who I really want to support. We're going to go to him, and I'm going to tell you about Freedom Square in just a second. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Bunny, send me a text too to remind me. I got to call Nikki Bilu. This is how you do it. Come together. I don't even let them listen to the show. If they listen, they do it in a dark corner with a dunce cap on. Morons that they are. Let's go to uh, Hump Day Harris, will you? What else has she got? So, America, our beloved country, is a nation that I believe has always been powered by the ambition and aspirations people till political whores such as yourself undermine those principles isn't that right thing bad yes i think it is john in chicago 
Yeah, Sean, thank you so much for taking my call. Listen, I got a question for you. All right. Um, 45th president, he can get arrested um, for, you know, bogus charges and everything else, but he's also an American citizen, too. Now, when if somebody wanted to plot to kill the president of the United States, the current one, right, that'd be treason, correct? I would hope so, yeah. Right. So if that's treason, what do you call it when the you government comes after we, the people? Well, John, that's that's unfortunately um, the system that we allow. Well, they come after it. us. Yeah. But, John, this is, I'll, listen, they're coming after, they're not just coming after us, per se. They're coming after the principles of Americanism, the principles they swore to uphold. I mean, this is the, this is the part that's always astonished me about Democrats. They win an election. They take an oath to uphold those principles, and then they implement spears of tyranny called laws to take those away. And you're seeing that right now with the Second Amendment. You're seeing it right now with virtually every aspect of property rights. This is the norm, and we've allowed this to happen. I have said for decades, I believe that a progressive tax is unconstitutional. How in the world can you do something as as basic as promise to take more money away from somebody who's good at making it? Isn't that a violation right. of property rights? I mean, so we give yeah, it away absolutely. in little we give it away in little increments, and then they take it in big chunks, and then we say, whoa, 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 you can't do that. Well, why not? They've been doing it the whole time. So this right, is something government... I like your example, but you don't have to go that drastic. Look at Chicago. Oh. You now have a new mayor who was elected because he promises to take more from people who make money. He promises to take more from people who have money somehow in the system. Brandon Johnson is an unconstitutional politician who has the power of, of an old overlord now because the Democrats in Chicago wanted it that way. I don't think socialism is constitutional. What do you say? We'll discuss that and more when I get back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so my next guest is taking on the golden goose of corruption, the swindle, the boondoggle, climate change, global warming, global cooling. What it is is a money laundering scheme who participates as the mafia, making promises they cannot keep, they have no intention of keeping, and they don't have to because the more they fail, the more money we give it. They've now figured out a way to tax us for life itself. He is the author of a book. Global Warming, The Great Deception, Triumph of Dollars, and Politics Over Science. Guy Mitchell, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thank you, Sean. I'm great. I hope well, you I like, are. I am, I am. I like the idea that we're on to this scam. I remember w- witnessing it in the 70s when they had Spock come on and tell us about the Ice Age, and then I watched as the most <laughs> awkward vice president in the history of America up until very recently kissed his very masculine <laughs> wife on stage and told me he had the answers, and he made hundreds of millions of dollars, and he was wrong, dead wrong. Why do we keep falling for this swindle guy? You know, that's a, that is a great question, and I wish I could give you the answer. The interesting thing about it is, is when people ask me about the issue, I say, well, first of all, I said there are three 
worldwide public databases where one can uh, examine the temperature record for the atmosphere, the first eight kilometers of the atmosphere, which is known as the troposphere, land mass in the oceans of the world. And as regards the atmosphere, um, that record is, is kept, well, it's actually produced by NOAA satellites that polar circumnavigate the globe and uh, use uh, uh, microwave sounding units to take the temperature of the lower troposphere at several different locations. It's highly accurate. And for the period 1979 through 1998, it depicted global cooling of about 0.3 degrees centigrade per year, while the concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere increased by 25%. Now, that directly contradicts and falsifies the man-made global warming hypothesis, but that's not all. If you look at the temperature record that's produced from the NOAA Argo float program, where these robots uh, self-submerge to about 2,000 meters, which is about 6,500 feet, and then come back and sample the temperature and salinity of the oceans, you find that for... The decadal change is 0.02 degrees centigrade, which is 0.002 degrees centigrade per year. So there has been no global warming. It's the biggest scientific fraud in history. Now, Guy Mitchell, you're a member of Pi Tau Sigma, the International Honor Society for Mechanical Engineers. You were elected Distinguished Engineer Fellow by the College of Engineering, University of Alabama in 95. What the hell do you know? Facts don't matter in this new bizarro world. (laughs) Well, you know, the funny thing about it is, well, it's not funny, really, because it's such a serious subject. But how this thing has evolved is now the proponents of this global warming hypothesis. If, If one brings up the facts like I just did to you, Instead of being willing to debate the facts, what they do is default to ad hominem attacks. They, they, they attack somebody, I mean, and say, well, you don't have the credentials to opine on this. But you've got guys like Richard Lindzen, who was the Alfred P. Sloan Professor of Atmospheric Physics at MIT for 30 years. And he's called, he's thrown the BS flag on this. You got a guy like like William Happer at Princeton, who was likewise credentialed as an academic and a physicist, not a climate scientist. I'm talking about a real scientist. And these guys have said it's it's a fraud. But you know, the just like so many other subjects in public life today, the legacy media has managed to obfuscate the truth. And you got people running around like AOC saying, well, a you bag. can't have a natural gas stove anymore uh, because the CO2 emissions are going to cause global warming. Guy, we also I mean, have, next? We also have r- roughly 70 years of American swindlers' predictions falling flat and being proven wrong. This is the right. part that really irritates me. They've been wrong for 70 years, yet here we are, in the wake of their incompetence, in the wake of the misappropriation of hundreds of billions of dollars. Right now, we stand at the point 
where we are self-inflicting harm to not just our economy, but our quality of life. Right now, as we speak in New Jersey, I want you to hear this story, if you don't mind. I want you to just, just give me a minute. Federal scientific agency says New Jersey's first offshore wind farm may adversely affect whales and other marine mammals, but it won't seriously harm or kill them. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, issued this new report as opposition grows to offshore wind farming, fueled by an unproven theory that the work and placement is leading to whale deaths. At least 10 dead whales washed up along the Jersey shore since December. So you got 10 whales in the Jersey Shore. You've got 15 in California that are happening because of the windmills that they've put up in the last two and a half years that are killing the whales. And the reporter said, even though the 10 whales are on the beach, it wasn't because of the windmills. Well, they never were there before. So in the face of objective fact, these swindlers look you in the eye and lie. I watched and read as early on with DDT, arguably a drug that saved hundreds of millions, if not billions of lives, as it eradicated malaria. And I watched as American swindlers wrote a book about birds that wouldn't be singing in the future, and they took away one of the most powerful drugs for humanity in the face of the earth, and nothing was done with it. What do we have to do to reason with these imbeciles? Do we, is it all, it's always about the money. I mean, after all, it's a good swindle. The windmills cost $3 million. They never produce a dollar of profit. By the time they break even, you need another one. Isn't this really just about the money? Unfortunately, it is. And, and here's the problem. And the subtitle of my book, as you pointed out, is the triumph of dollars and politics over science and why you should care. And here's why we should all care. It's one thing for somebody like AOC to go on a rant on YouTube about a gas stove or your water heater or burning wood in your fireplace and that it will cause global warming. But here's the concern. Here's the problem. When we start, and when I say we, I mean politicians and regulators, start reconfiguring the power grid, eliminating coal-fired power plants, and putting wind and solar voltaic cells uh, in place of them with the, uh, you know, lack of capacity factor, which is a, a measure of how, how many hours, what percent of the year they generate power. Uh, they're unreliable. Uh, the storage capabilities are limited, and they have to compete with uh, lithium-ion batteries for, uh, for electric vehicles. So what happens is all you need to do is look at the EU right now. They are in an economic crisis. People can't afford energy. I mean, they can't. They're, they they bought cheap Russian gas for 30 years, shut down all their coal-fired power plants, shut their mines down, walked away from 79 billion metric tons of domestic reserves. Now they're in trouble, and they're trying to start the mines up. They're trying to get the coal-fired plants going. They're going to fight the Green parties, and they're going to fight eco-terrorists. And, and people, the economy, of the, the manufacturing uh, GDP is cratering. Businesses are leaving right and left from the, from the EU. And that's just presages what would happen to us in the United States if we allow these politicians to impose these regulations based on pseudoscience that have a tangible effect on your life and mine, our standard of living, as you point out. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, it it's amazes me how far uh, th- uh, uh, 
we, the citizens of the U.S., have allowed these people to uh, manipulate us and, and limit our personal liberties under the guise of an existential crisis. First, it was the coronavirus, and now it's climate change. And they want to tell you, you can't drive an internal combustion engine. You can't burn gas in a gas stove or your water heater. You Pretty soon, you won't be able to burn a, a wood in your fireplace or cook out with uh, charcoal. So I don't know where it ends. But there's trillions of dollars in economic fascism. And you have a society well, so stupefied, they're too stupid to realize, that the people who I'm are forcing the people who are forcing this on us are people like Newsom, who is backed with Getty money, oil money. The people who are the recipients of this new economy are big oil who diversified decades ago and have really gone full force because they're the ones you have to turn to for this swindle of Gucci energy instead of the Walmart, Kmart prices we were paying. It's self-inflicted, and we're repeating it, and we're repeating it, and we're repeating it. Where are all of the honest capitalists to stand up and say, what well, the hell are you doing? You know, there. I'm sure uh, they, like you and I, are sitting on the sidelines and saying, well, when will I wake up from this nightmare, and, and when will the truth prevail? And the problem is, it's, it's tough to get the truth out. Uh, you, you, you know, I, I, I looked at the World Economic Forum. I, I'm writing an op-ed. I've written several that appear on my website, www.globalwarmingdeception.com. And uh, the, the World Economic Forum had a YouTube video on there trying to debunk what they called misinformation, which was where people were climate deniers. You know, it was like, it, it just amazes me, uh, the the unified front. And by the way, as you say, it's all the money for the U.N., it's money for research. There's been over a trillion dollars spent on climate research without a thing to show for it. They want to transfer wealth from the developed nations to the developing nations. And, you know, they've got all these climate reparations and, all the things that John Kerry and, and Al Gore came up with at Sharm El Sheikh, Egypt. And, 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 of course, in the case of global investment firms, it's about trading carbon credits and offsets and then managing ESG investments where they rake a percentage, and, and it's a, it's a billion-dollar industry. Oh, I say trillion. You've got to put a T there. Now, Guy, did you title yeah. it catchy so that morons can catch on? Did you title it something like Son of the Third Reich, Father of the Fourth Reich, Klaus Schwab? <laughs> did you, I mean, did you, did you play on these words? Because the reality is we're buying into the swindle by generational swindlers. And yeah. the good news is we beat back the climate exchange in the sewer of corruption Chicago. If we can beat it there, we can beat it anywhere. It was headed up by the fat man Al Gore, by the Republican wannabe Hank Paulson, who ironically moved to Puerto Rico to not pay taxes. I love that. And he was one of the founding investors with Goldman Sachs in what was going to be the Chicago climate exchange. And back then, I was asked, me and my partner were asked to be what was called market makers, and they admitted what it was. It was a swindle of made-up pricing, where Chicago was going to be the body and the wings were going to be New York and California, and it was a scheme of profiteering. Thankfully, the information got out, and during the Barack Obama years, we beat it back. Now, granted, we're in the third term of Barack. 
he likes big butts and he cannot lie Obama. Are there still enough people smart enough to figure out it's just a scam? You know, I hope so, because the stakes are too high. I mentioned the power grid. You know, that's a very, very important part of it. But the other part, and this is the insidious uh, uh, kind of uh, angle that doesn't get talked about much, but it's the usurpation of our personal freedoms. Uh, You you know, the idea, and I wrote an op-ed about Gavin Newsom in the totalitarian state in California. The idea that the government in California could decree that beginning in 2035, you can no longer buy an internal combustion engine. They're already saying no more permits for gas stations. They're already saying that uh, new subdivisions cannot have gas heaters or water heaters. Um, I mean, sorry, gas stoves and water heaters. And so there's this creeping totalitarianism that is subtly insinuating itself into every aspect of our personal lives. And and, and, and next, it's going to be you can't eat beef because cows uh, have flatulence. So, I, you know, you, you, I keep saying to myself, well, it can't get any crazier than this. Oh, it can but get crazier. Yeah. You're talking to a guy from yeah, Chicago. But yeah, but yet it does. I mean, I, I think what's got to happen is, is, is people that are listening to your show and shows like this around the country and hopefully are hearing the truth and waking up will say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mad and I ain't going to take this anymore. Now, Guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about something I just have. I, we have a, my network is the best network ever. It's called Salem. All right. We've got a lot of people that work together and we're more than a radio station. I don't give a rip about ratings. I don't want a Democrat around me anyway. I don't care. What I do care about is saving the country. So I'm going to hook you up with the people I just had on at Freedom Square. We're going to hook up your your website. Give us the website one more time. OK, it's, it's of course, www. And then it's global warming deception. All one phrase with no spaces, lowercase. dot com. Globalwarmingdeception. dot com. I've got, I've got. You can buy one of my books in either hardcover, paperback, or ebook form. I've posted a lot of research, uh, scientific research that uh, proves it falsifies the global warming hypothesis. I've got about a dozen op-eds that I've written that have been published in the Western Journal, Epoch Times, American Thinker, uh, several other media outlets that address uh, and, and, and give concrete examples of how this, uh, this fraudulent hypothesis has insinuated itself into American life and, 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 how we're being, how our personal freedoms are being encroached upon. So it's all there, and and it. I think if someone has an interest to go to globalwarmingdeception.com, you'll see all the evidence that you need to be convinced that this is a fraud, a see, mammoth report. Guy, we can't do a geographical secession the way we, I want to do, because I want to <laughs> do it. I mean, you're in Alabama, I'm in Florida. Listen, let's give the Democrat roaches the USSA, and we'll have the USA. But you can do an ideological secession. You can do an individual secession. You can do an economic secession of what you control in your personal economy. That's what I'm lobbying for. We have the objective fact, undeniable fact, on our side. We have the truth of economic liberty and freedom on our side. 
it's time that we do this, and there's never been a better time than right now. That's why, Guy Mitchell, I love having you on. I want people to go to globalwarmingdeception.com, and I want them to take a look at your book, Global Warming, The Great Deception, The Triumph of Dollars and Politics Over Science. And I want you to feel free to take any of my references to the Third Reich, Klaus Schwab, the leader of the Fourth Reich. I won't sue you. <laughs> all right? In the meantime, I want to thank you for making time to come, come on my show. Guy Mitchell, Jr. Thank, thank you for, you for the invitation. You'll be back. Have a great we'll, day. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'll tell you what, they are true fracking ghettos, and the Democrats embrace the ghettos. Eric Adams, in his $6,000 suit, in what was once a great city, New York. I think for sure one law that was passed is clearly being practiced right now because I smell some weed. Someone is smoking. (laughs) Someone is smoking. (laughs) Smell like you smell like Marsha? What a disgrace. What a fracking disgrace. Any Democrat run sewer. Get the hell out of there. Robert Villa Park. Hey, Sean. Uh, I'm a truck driver. I recently heard Gavin Newsom is going to uh, want 50% of the fleet to be uh, electric-powered by 2030. Uh-huh. Um, not only would that drive up our cost of goods coming out of the port and uh, in Long Beach, but that area anyways. But what are the emergency vehicles going to do if they're on a three- or four-day call or an actual emergency and the power has been out? You mean like a fire truck? Like a fire truck, an ambulance. <laughs> you just turn up that, that song. Uh, we don't need no water. Let that burn. Burn. You know, burn. You know the song. Let it burn. Right? Uh, I mean, after all, they're so brilliant over there. How about the rules where they have the, 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 the trucks, the electric trucks can't go across the state? So they got to pay two trucks to take it to the state lines where a regular truck can ship it. Long Beach. They refuse yeah. to automate. So you get the the union thugs to operate the system. You know, that's it. Robert, let them get what they deserve. And before you know it, you have Eric Adams talking about the only industry thriving in a Democrat-run sewer, the marijuana industry. You can't have a Marlboro, but light up a joint. you got to love the Democrats. They're brilliant. Ed in Chicago. Yeah, Sean, how you doing? Wonderful. Uh, I got a question. New World Order, Great Reset, whatever you call it. How could you have a... What do you mean? The Soviet Union had a constitution that is now the Democrat platform. They have a, a constitution that's far more encompassing than ours. You can have anything. We're going to get rid of ours. Oh, come on. They got rid of ours years ago, Ed. They got rid of ours years huh? ago. We don't, need it. we don't have a constitution. We haven't had one for years. But what we do have is a declaration of independence. That's more important. Thank you very much, Ed. Our constitution has been bastardized for the last 40 years. I mean, you could argue 60. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. There it is. I think I might go home and watch Saturday Night Fever. Congratulations. Now you're a pig. Love it. In the meantime, you know how you, how you can stump... A Marxist, you can stump a new modern 
Fourth Reich member. Well, I like that it was in New Zealand. I love their accents. Listen to how easy it is to stump these son of a guns. Uh, given comments by Keir Starmer in Britain, how do you and how does this government define a woman? Um, I, to be honest, Sean, that's, that, that question's come slightly out of left field for, for me. Uh, now, the obvious, you could say cleavage, but uh, that could be wrong today. Uh, you could say skirt. That, too, could be wrong. Apparently, now in America, they come with balls. You could say ovaries, perhaps vagina. But how do you stumble? This is the prime minister of New Zealand. Um, the, well, biology, sex, gender. Um, huh? People Vajayjay. define themselves. People define their own genders. Even when Oprah's Vijay is hurting her? Yeah, it didn't come to mind? Nothing came to mind? Yes, Dan has said that he believes 99.9% of women do not have penises. Another good answer. 99.9. What was the other point? Oh, hermaphrodite squirrel. See how you are? You're sick, babe. Yeah, you're sick. Sick. I know it's a strange thing for him to say, but given recent events in New Zealand, I'd ask again, how do you define what a woman is? Well, as I've, I, I think as I've just indicated, I wasn't expecting that question, so it's not something that I've... Um... You stumped them. How about your mother? How about you look at a picture in your wallet, you pull out your mammy. She probably looks like Ben Franklin. But there's a woman. Take out a picture of your mammy. You know, formulated, pre-formulated an answer on. But um, in terms of gender identity, I think people define their gender no, identity. No, 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 not gender identity. I mean, vaginas and whatnot. Let's have a straight answer. You know, otherwise you're going to have states that start passing all kinds of real laws to uh, secure women. Breaking news. Transgender athletes will soon be banned from playing in women's sports in Kansas schools. House and Senate members have voted to override Governor Kelly's veto of the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. House Bill 2238 requires all school athletic teams be designated boys, girls, or co-ed. Trans- Simple. Let's all, now we got to pass laws for the dummies that we pretended shouldn't be carted off to a class where they had little hats with propellers on them. And uh, you can go far being a dummy. You can become the Prime Minister of New Zealand, the President of America, or the Governor of Illinois. For themselves. Self-identification. Yes. What about, in, if you like, an official or a wider societal sense? Again, um, I think we, we have rules in place now. If someone wants to change their gender on their birth certificate, for example, there's a process that they go through in order to do that. Um, this is what happens when you start entertaining morons. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean, how are you? Splendid, how are you? Thanks for keeping me aggravated. Anytime. I love uh, New Zealand, isn't that the, the country that took all the guns away from everybody? Yeah, New Zealand. It's like uh, Australia with ugly people. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my question was, and I think I heard it on your show, that Diapers Biden wants to make the military all electric. How's this going to work? Well, that'll explain why he abandoned $80 billion worth of brand new equipment in Afghanistan. And now the Taliban's driving it around. After all, it's not green. And we don't expect much from those guys wearing sheets marrying their sister. Yeah, for them, you could break the rules, you could have oil, you could have the rest of it. But for us, it's electric all the way, Dave. This is what happens when you start following morons. Before you know it, you're arguing what a woman is instead of something luscious and desirable and lovable and all of our mothers. Thank you very much, Dave. This is what happens when you allow these idiots to control anything and you ignore who they really are. Gypsies, short in the pants, 
Gangsters. A new report from the Daily Mail alleges then Vice President Joe Biden visited Ukraine and pushed Ukrainians to expand fracking. Just three. What? Did he say expand fracking? Well, you don't want to frack here, but you can frack there. Why? Because it's a third world and they're corrupt and they'll hire your crack smoking son. I think that's why. So does a good senator out of Wisconsin. Three days after his son, Hunter Biden, joined the board of gas company Burisma. The report citing a former White House stenographer. You know what's funny now? You can't say Burisma and the, and, and, and the scourge that vote for the communists and the Marxists and the fourth right. They get all nervous. They don't like the sound of it. But you could say a $2 whore's name like Stormy Daniels. And she's a celebrity. She's known for orifice stretching. But aside from that, she's a hero to the new mafia. Senior official Jake Sullivan told the press during the trip the Obama administration was aiming to take advantage of unconventional gas reserves in Ukraine. Do you know what I mean? They don't want to take advantage of it here, though. Why do you think that is? Because they like us humbled. They like you on your knees because you'll vote for anybody, even a moron like Brandon Johnson. Oh, it's Wisconsin Senator, member of the Senate Finance, Homeland Security and Budget Committees, Ron Johnson. Senator, you were among the first to investigate influence peddling potential uh, of the Biden family. What do you make of this new report in terms of Joe Biden going to Ukraine just three days after Hunter joined the board of Burisma? Joe Biden asking for more drilling. Well, good morning, Maria. It, it doesn't surprise me at all. It really shouldn't surprise anybody. Anybody with an IQ over 60 who can read and reason and think and see the swindle, swindles and listen to the scams and pick out the truth. Federal scientific agency says New Jersey's first offshore wind farm may adversely affect whales and other marine mammals, but it won't seriously harm or kill them. The national. <laughs> what about the 10 that are on the beach? They committed suicide. They heard about Joe Biden's policies and they were very depressed like the rest of the nation. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I just got an email. Not sure if you've seen my previous emails regarding your eligibility for the ERC stimulus program. Hey, honey, I don't take that welfare cheese. I'd rather go broke and eat my dog like I was in Venezuela under the same tyranny, the same corruption. Take your stimulus money and shove it up a Democrat's rear end. Preferably not one that's waiting for it. Greg in Lake Geneva. Hey, Sean, dittos. Uh First of all, question, what, how do you like your dog cooked? Uh, you I prefer like medium dog? rare. And I'll tell you what, my okay. dog, my dog, whose name was Mo Green, Mo Sislak, Mo Dids, Boston Terrier, handsome son of a gun. He died. Now what's left is a dog my niece dropped off 12 years ago when she went on vacation for me to watch it. Apparently, she's not picking the dog up. Now that's prepping for Joe Biden's policies. I will throw that son of a gun. With a little lemon pepper? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll John cast that puppy. But go ahead. What do you got? Anyway, first, uh, first of all, I am saddened and absolutely appalled that I know the name Dylan Mulvaney. But aside from that, uh, years back when Al Gore came out with his second snake oil movie about the climate, yeah. Uh, yeah. there's a bona fide climate scientist named Dr. Roy Spencer 
who wrote a Kindle-only book called An Inconvenient Deception and Rebuttal of this movie. And wow. in it, there's something that sticks to mind that even I can't forget about it. Um, he has a chart, a climate chart, that goes back a, a couple thousand years. Now, most people have heard about the medieval warm period, which is about a thousand years ago. Yes. But yeah, go back Greenland's a thousand years before yeah. that. Yeah. If you go back a thousand years before that, you have the Roman warm period. And so you, you look at, you know, zero Jerome AD, Corsi, 1000 AD. Jerome Corsi goes back and, hundreds of millions of years. Yeah. And you prove that it's all a lie. It's all a fracking swindle. Yeah, but and the you, thing is, this, this even chart, a CPS student could top. figure it out if you teach him how to read. Yeah, that's not possible. Uh, but it shows a triple top. And I doubt it's going to have a breakout. I think it's going to have a, you know, a failed new high. But we're at a triple top right now. It's, yeah. I, it, it's fascinating. I think. You know, my favorite book, why don't you take a look at Sean Caston's father, the swindler that he is, who predicted in 2012 you'd have to walk outside in a spacesuit, the stupid son of a gun. Thank you very much, Greg. It's not a lie if you believe it. Dave Niles. Great show as always, Sean. Um, the biological definition of man versus woman, which we also have to send to our U.S. Supreme Court justice, was yeah. eloquently portrayed in the movie Kindergarten Cop. I don't I know if you remember that. I do. It's not a tumor. Come on. In the meantime, Dave, I got to tell you. So there was a, they did the recognition, and there were a couple of guys out. I think I was, I can't remember if I went Saturday night with my buddy. I went and met him for a cigar late. And here's this six foot four guy in a sequin gown. The poor son of a gun had a wig on. You know what I mean? And you don't want to make fun of the guy, but it's, it's a display of illness. And it's sad. It's sad and it's tragic. The guy needs therapy. He doesn't need a size 14 pump. Thank you very much. Lou in the Western Springs. Hello, Sean. How are you? Splendid. Wonderful. Always. I was wondering, I saw this afternoon that uh, Jamie Dimon's comments about the federal government confiscating people's uh, homes and personal property and, and that all in the thing about global warming. Yeah. Fascism. Did you frightening. see? Yeah, I didn't. That, 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 Jamie that was, Diamond that was, um, is is somebody that I ideologically have a, a an appreciation for, but he's somebody that I don't I don't believe a word. What do you think of that? No, I don't either. I That's, agree totally. Sean. He's somebody who I, I I I theoretically appreciate his career, but when I look he's back a good at banker. Who, right, he's a good banker, which means that he hit his mother in the face with a shovel if she was standing on a five dollar bill. Thank you very much, Lou. That's the way you sum up Jamie Dimon and pretty much all of these scallywags and scoundrels. In the meantime, where is somebody demanding for righteousness within our own country today? You see, Joe Biden and his son and his cohorts are syndicate members. They're mafia members. Why doesn't anybody want to indict, put in prison? What are we supposed to just wait it out? I hope he's doing fine. He's clearly suffering from not just dementia, but from a bad case of systemic corruption. It certainly shouldn't surprise uh, members of the mainstream media who've been covering up for Joe Biden for literally decades. Um, this is all part and parcel of uh, what the Biden family does. They, they, they trade off the family name. Uh, there's all kinds of conflict of interest. Uh, president Biden is now a compromised president. Uh, we may not know all of the uh, financial entanglements he has, but the Chinese intelligence does, uh, Russian intelligence, probably Iranian intelligence. And they're probably wielding that over him. It's so Problem is, in Washington, D.C., that's not anything but normal. 
Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. How do you distract from that? I know. So if we really want to prevent the next pandemic, and there will be one. Of course there will be. Your paymasters told you there should be one. It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. Starting to make sense, Dan? It will absolutely be an outbreak of another pandemic. There's a son of a dog that should be in jail. Something tells me he'd like it. All right, we've got another segment, right, Squirrel? Come on, Squirrel. Fastest show on radio. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.